Hey, and welcome to Beefmaster Banner. We're your host, Josh Morrison and Jared Strickland. What's going on, man? Well, glad to be in the house finally after wrangling calves. It's getting to that time of the year. It's hard to keep them up. It is. I guarantee it. It's a uh, <laughs> little grass growing. They're starting to feel good. The The weather's warming up a little bit. I don't know about there, but it's starting to here a little bit. It got a little cold the last, uh, maybe the last week or so, but oh, I think yeah, we're finally, good. hopefully climbing out of this. Yeah, I'm ready to. They call in for 80 degrees before the week's over with. So that'll finally get her, finally get her going. Cause like I said, them cat, little calves are picking through the fence and all that. And I'm ready to have, have, have them have plenty to eat so they can stay in. Well, you sent me a picture the other day of some grass and it looked like I really looked like I needed some of that. Well, I've got the, got a good thing of ryegrass now that we passed the, freeze i'm actually probably gonna turn out on it tomorrow oh that'll be good yeah and that's feels like a long time coming don't it yeah i've been waiting for it for a while <laughs> i can't wait to stand out there and listen to them much dang right that's what i would do just stand out there all evening now that we have more daylight and just feel better when the time changes yeah it makes a difference uh we want to start off tonight by thanking our sponsors um lissy's beef masters uh they had a great online genetic sale um here a week or so ago it was fantastic thank y'all for sponsoring the show uh m ranches uh the chick family thank y'all for sponsoring our show uh keep a lookout for their stuff they've got some sales coming up and probably i believe it's on the calendar in 25 but uh they sell all over the place all year so keep a lookout they've got some good stuff uh, we want to thank the southeastern beef master breeders association for your support be sure to come by and, and come to the convention and sell August the 20, the weekend of the 26th of August. Uh, there's always good information, good speakers, uh, it's good food, good time by, uh, had by all. We also want to thank, um, Clark, uh, Clark Jones of Jones beef masters for supporting us and also Emmons ranch beef masters, uh, for supporting us. I do want to, um, mention Jones beef masters. They, have a few sales coming up. Uh, their online genetics sale is, um, coming up, I believe. Jared, do you know when that is? Uh, April the 5th and 6th. There it or is. It opens April, April the 5th and closes April the 6th. Yes. Uh, some good stuff there. They've, they're also will be consigning the Flint Hill spring classic, uh, April 20th and 21st. Uh, there'll be good bulls there for, for folks to choose from. Don't miss that. And, uh, their, their sale with, uh, cottage farms will be the Southern tradition sale. It's in Savannah, Tennessee, uh, June 24th. And that's always a, a good time. And they always make sure to feed you good. Um, I want to go back and talk about these, uh, a few of these sales. Uh, we'll get to Emmons sale also, but the, uh, the online genetic sale that they're having, they're having it with, um, cottage farms, Bailey farms, and next gen. And, and folks, if you've not been on the catalog, Jared and I went through it just before the show and there's some really good genetics to be had. Yeah. There's something for something for everybody. looks like to me, I mean, as many lots as they got, there's definitely something to pick from, from, you know, uh, female sex salmon, to heifer IVFs, to conventional eggs, to flushes, to just about anything plus you got four great programs there to pick from you know you know hey whether you're new or, or been in a long time they're what you consider you know top of the line genetics so there's definitely plenty of 
plenty to choose from. I definitely would check it out. Absolutely. There's uh, also there's heifer semen, um, sex heifer semen, and there's also conventional semen in there too. So, like Jared said, there's there's something for everybody, and that's you know I feel like that's the way of the world. It's kind of where we're we're starting to head is more of that online route. I hope we always have the in person sales. I just I enjoy going to them, but you know it's, it's so convenient anymore for someone to get online and and to bid and see videos and pictures and you know as good as technology has gotten it's it's a great thing um i'm just i just like i would like to keep seeing the i don't think we'll ever go away from it completely but i i enjoy going when i can well that's neat they're having these genetic sales i'm kind of excited about uh everybody starting to offer those and it makes it uh it kind of like my, my dad was talking a while back you know it's kind of bringing back some of the times where you know that kind of stuff was valuable and, and sold more of it. And it's kind of coming back full circle, you know, so I kind of, kind of excited new, new way of doing it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it seems to be working. I mean, you know, you look at the Lissy sale and some other sales that happened. I mean, it, it doesn't appear to affect it at all in a negative way. So, so that's, it's always good to see and, and to see good people uh, succeed too. I want to go back to the Emmons also. Uh, they're a new sponsor. Um, they have uh, decided to sponsor us uh, for a full year, so you'll hear their name every single episode, um, and you'll see them all over Facebook. And we we do appreciate Mr. Steve and Mrs. Emmy, Cindy, sorry, Miss Cindy, um, doing that for us. And their bull sale is coming up uh, this Saturday, so um, I guess this releases on this will release on Friday. It'll be so tomorrow. Um, they will, uh, man. <laughs> There's some really good bulls. I've I haven't went through all of them, but the ones I've went through, there is a stacked list of bulls in there. If somebody needs one. Oh yeah, that I went through the video earlier, and uh, you know you got there's something for everybody, and especially for the commercial man. There's a lot of you know you got a lot of black pole bulls in there too, and and that's that's good to see for for a lot of the commercial guys looking for that and good variety and and uh, definitely no short of uh, good bone, good muscle, and and correct type cattle that you know go out there and work so i think uh i think they'll have a good sale and it's cool to see the videos um after they've come on and you know talk to talk to us about what they have tried to do the entire time that they have bred beef masters and i mean you can just see you know the proofs the proofs in the pudding as you know as i always say but you can see they they want to make bulls and that's what they're doing and it's really working. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention one thing too, going back to one of the sponsors of SEBA, we were actually, uh, <clears throat> here's my vice president's spiel here, but <laughs> we're actually offering uh, this year ads in the catalog. So if you're looking to uh, sponsor or looking to, if you want to run an ad in our, our catalog, uh, we're going to have those available. You can get with me or Josh or somebody with SEBA and get you some information on that. So I just want to put that out there too. Those looking yeah. to advertise. You will see Beefmaster Banner in there, that's for sure. Oh. We've already got us. We've already decided we're going to have one in there, so be on the lookout for it too. Um, tonight, you, you've just got us. If you haven't already figured that out tonight, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Kevin. I know, I know, Kevin season's probably pretty close to over for most most people. Um, I know it is. We're waiting on one more to calf. She was a little. We we held her a little later because she was a little younger, but you know maybe this would be the time to look back and maybe, maybe things didn't go so well for you. Um, 
you know, and, and you're looking back and say, man, I wish I'd have done something a little different. Hopefully this episode will help. Um, and maybe you look back and went, man, that's pretty great, you know, and, but maybe you can get something out of it. Maybe that one of us use that, you know, we keep keeping our, I guess you'd say cabin box and, and hopefully this helps everybody, even though it is a little, you know, a little late in cabin season, but you know, it's yeah. always good to look forward to the, the next time. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say time and wise for spring cabin, uh, we might have done this episode in January, but we had some some good ones for that. But I mean, I, looking on Facebook, I've noticed, and we were talking about this the other day, kind of where this episode kind of come from. Anyway, was so many people posting pictures of their baby calves. So there's probably still a lot of people calving right now, and it's a good, t- you know, everybody's got their own reasons to calve at certain times of the year. You know, some people calve in January, some like March, some like May, some like September through the fall. You know, so. Uh, the main thing is, is to have you a season. Well, so and, I guess, you know, that's kind of what we talk about calving season. So yeah, yeah. Need to have a, need to have a specific time to try to calve. I know it's uh, easier said than done, but. Well, you know, kinda... we're, we're east of the Mississippi and, you know, being in the Southeast, the guys in the Northwest, you probably, they probably wouldn't be caught dead calving in January or February. You know, they, so, you know, and I get it. It's, it's all in where you're at. A lot of it has to do with that. And you still, you know, around here, and I feel sure there, you still run into, you know, issues with weather. I mean, they never want, it seems like they never want to calve when it's sunny (laughs) and they always want to calve at night. (laughs) Yeah. That or, and then, uh, they want to calve on a storm front or something like that. I got one cow. I promise she calves every year. It has to be storming. I mean, it's just something she does. I know when she's getting close, by seeing the forecast of storms coming, I know she's coming that day. And you know what's about to happen. Yeah. It's just funny how the, some of them are, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. But let's maybe let's talk a little bit of what's in our cabin boxes. Tell tell us what you keep on hand at all times when you're cabin. Well, I can call it a box kit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my recommendation is whatever you do, whatever you're checking cattle in, if it's a truck side by side on foot, whatever, you know, you need to have a few things readily available. Uh, now we are talking about purebred cattle. So I think one of the most important things you need in calving season, uh, you need something to weigh the calves. So either be a tape, scale, whatever. I prefer the tape. Uh, to me, it's just easier. You know, you can read studies and different things like that. Some say they're not accurate. And I, I, I agree with that. There's some there's some differences there. But uh, whatever you do, kind of make sure that you're using the same tool. So if you're using tape, use a tape on everyone. If you're using a scale, use a scale on everyone. Uh, I just like the tape. I, fit it, I stick it in. I check check my cattle in my truck so i keep it in the door pocket that way it's right there i come up on a calf or slip it in my pocket if i'm getting out walking around or whatever and uh that way you always got a a way to weigh something uh you know it just uh just depends on that but i'd also like to have some way to keep record so it could be a little notebook something to write something down that way you write the weights down or cow numbers calf number whatever you want to do but uh 
I've got to where I've got a little app on my phone called Calf Book. That way I can just type it in there and actually it's on the cloud. So that way me and dad share that app and, and that way he can get on there and see what I put in or I can see what he's put in. And uh, so the record is the, is the same, but the old trusty notebooks, always a good way to go if you don't want to use the technology. Uh, another thing besides those depends on if you want to tag them, you may want to carry tags with you. Uh, and also, you always want to be prepared for the hard times. And that's is you need you need a pair of chains and handles up and because uh, it's not necessarily if you need it it's gonna be when you need it you're gonna use it at some point in time if you got cows you're gonna have to pull a calf at some point uh, you know we always do the birth weight bulls and try to do all these things but at some point you're gonna pull a calf I'd rather you have it than have to say well I gotta go back to town or back home or whatever to go get it keep them with you if it's if you're expecting calves they need to be out somewhere easy for you to get to i think uh i think too right quick sorry to interrupt you but no, I, you're fine i think it's important to note just because you have to pull a calf doesn't mean you need to call that cow i think that's important to know because there's a plethora of reasons that you would have to pull a calf you may have a one-off you know you may this year I had one with a leg back. It was one actually a heifer I bought from you, Jared. You know, we talked about it, had a leg hung. I mean, there's nothing, there, there's no fault there. And I, I've heard people in the past talk about, you know, if you have to pull a calf, you need to get rid of it. And I, and I don't believe that. I don't, I don't buy into it. You know, I, I'm, unless something is just crazy wrong or, or something like that, I, I truly believe that there are reasons that you don't, need to call that cow i mean things just happen well i mean and I, I agree with you on that myself i mean everybody's got their own management scheme and it works for them if that's that's your management is to if they don't bring a calf up without you interfering uh, that's 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 uh your prerogative and that's I mean, that's just why you won't do it sure i kind of look at it different if i got one like you said a leg back and have to pull it or whatever i'm i'm trying to save them all when it comes to that so i'm i'm going to jump in there and get it done and all that uh you could have them backwards or you know whatever uh but like i said need to have them with you because chances are you're probably going to use them at some point uh you know one that's got a particularly if you're calving heifers uh you definitely need to have it i mean you're going to have it me and my buddy wes and we calved out 40 angus heifers this this uh fall and you know, it was kind of one of them deals we knew we was going to have to pull one at some point, even though we've used a proven, surefire enough you know, five-year-old calf and he's bull. He's, you know, we know he's going to have small calves, but you're going to pull calves. I mean, they's going to have one leg back, one head back. I mean, you're just going to have something happen, you know. So, I mean, well, we ended up pulling a couple, and that's just part of it, you know. Yeah, and, and I don't blame, and, and I maybe I should have, I guess preface that what I said first, but I, I don't blame anybody for, for your practices on how you handle, you know, manage your cattle. Like Jared said, it's nothing, it's nothing as far as that goes, but I, especially for the newer guys, because I, you know, I'm still, you know, and, and we've been in three, <laughs> five years or so right at it four or five, but it's stuff that I I'm seeing, you know, I've learned a lot over that time, especially, you know, having to get a, 
a heifer up or a cow up or something and, and helping her. And it was just, you know, there's just things that I see that's no fault to the cow, um, you know, at all. It's just the way, it's just the way the, you know, the pins fell at that time. I'm just glad to have been there, but I, I don't at any, in any stretch of the imagination, I don't, you know, if, if that's the way it is, that's great. And I would, and I would love to be able to do that, but I don't know. I don't know that I could get rid of some of them that, that have, you know, like that one with the leg back, she's too dang good to get rid of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just like, you know, we get out in big country out West, you know, a lot of times you're not going to be able to help them anyway, because it's such a big place, but yeah. Uh, you know, but kind of along the lines of that, you know, since you are probably going to at some point have to do something like that, I, gloves is something to have in that box, you know, keep, keep yourself clean. Uh, you don't want no cuts on your hands. And then, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm a sissy or nothing like that, but I had a, I listened to a vet do a talk one time on what kind of bad bacteria is on the rear end of a cow. And I changed my mind on just getting right on in there with my bare hands. I don't, I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it don't gross me out or nothing. I just know there's some risk involved, you know, uh, when it comes to that, uh, especially that learn, you know, uh, for women, you know, that's for sure a thing you, you, you don't need to be pulling cattle with, you know, stuff like that, you know, and, and, and things go along with that. But then, uh, you know, something else to have on hand, not necessarily need to have it with you, but something that you need to have readily available is, uh, you know, something to tube a calf with if you need to, and obviously the colostrum to do that with, um, like I said, you, you, you never know, like we were just talking about earlier, you don't know when they're going to calve. They may calve on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. Well, there's may not be any way to get anything. So having a having something like that would definitely be good. And uh, another thing, just kind of tip, side tip, might be to have some iodine or something like that, you know, for wounds or, you know, the umbilical cord. Uh, that's a good way to, to help protect uh, those calves, especially ones that you may not get their colostrum off to the right right off the bat because of the infection possibility there. So that's something to, to kind of dry that up. That'd be something to have around. Uh, as far as I know, that's kind of what I have on hand. Um, there's some sure there's other things I have. Some people do vaccines right off the bat. I don't, I don't necessarily do that myself, but it, it's, you know, could be a good practice for those that have a lot of issues with things like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, talking about having cabin trouble, I was actually watching, some kind of little video. I wish I could remember what the name was. It was that, but they got a calf and it wasn't, doesn't have the nursing reflex. You know, they tie a rope around it and squeeze it like it's going back through the birth canal. I think it might be good to have something like that around. If you was to have something like that happen. Yeah. I mean, and you know, a lot of people don't, you know, I can call a vet and have them here within 20 minutes, you know, an hour tops. Normally it's 20 to 30 minutes for emergencies. A lot of people don't have that. And, uh, I, I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have that. Thankfully I've learned enough that, you know, like you said, if you have to pull a calf, if you have to doctor on one for a minute, I can, I can do that. Um, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that, that I'm going to, I'm going to go call the vet for, uh, maybe, maybe if you're in one of those areas, Jared, I, you've told me before that you're sort of in one of those areas. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, most vets are. Uh, that's the thing they're not gonna come out unless it's just a real emergency and you just a lot of times have to beg for it <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's just depending on how good you know the vet and things like that uh, sure you know i work with extension i get a lot of calls 
you know, cavity issues and things like that. Just because there's no vet to come out. Uh, sometimes I can go help. Sometimes I can't. Just depends. But uh, well, and you know, it might be a good idea. You know, if you're in one of those areas that that maybe you can't get a vet to you that quick, you know, try to try to call a vet that you you know get a vet that you trust, build a relationship with them. That way, if you have trouble, you can call them if you need them. And maybe over the phone, they can talk you through some things to try to do, you know, unless it just gets that bad. But that, that would be, I guess that would be a piece of advice for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely a real good advice. Cause I mean, most good vets, they've probably seen it all. You can explain to them what's going on and they'll probably give you some good advice on how to, how to fix it. And if you're a newer breeder, that's kind of relatively new to cattle, uh, I recommend getting with your extension agent or finding some type of beef course to go through or even something online, kind of give you different scenarios of having cattle or, you know, dystocia type deals and uh, give you some different scenarios to work through. That way you kind of have an idea of what to expect, you know, uh, if you do find a problem and uh, that I definitely recommend that because the thing about it is, I know that's one question you had on here was why is it important? And it's important because you're going to, you're going to need it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's in, and it's important because this is, you know, this is why you have cattle. You know, you've got to have those babies in order to sell them and and make money. And it, and if you're not able to, you know, have them or or keep anything on hand in order to to have them, it's hard to make anything with them. And you know, calving can be a stressful time of year. I mean, you know, it's just it's part of it, but it is stressful. It it you know. It's just that way. Well, that's kind of one of them deals. It's stressful, but at the same time, you look forward to it every year because you're ready to see what kind of breeding decisions you made and how good you did or bad you did, whatever, <laughs> however you want to look at it. But, uh, you know, you're looking forward to it. I, that's something I'm looking forward to every year. But it does become stressful sometimes when you're having an issue. And a lot of times, you know, most of the time, cattle are bred to be economical cattle. So most of the time, you're not going to have any issues. But Absolutely there are times that you will and the more prepared you are for it the t- typically the better the outcome will be yeah absolutely kind of you know we were talking a little bit earlier you know i mean going to calving you know if you're calving heifers versus cows there's a difference there obviously you know you're probably going to pay a little more attention to the heifers or need to for sure uh chances of you pulling a calf out of a heifer over a cow is probably greater so uh I definitely recommend if you have the luxury of having a place to get them up, uh, that's probably not a bad idea. Uh, that way you can, you know, but if you don't have them in a closer quarter to way, way, if you do have some facilities to get them up, uh, if a problem does arise. Yeah. And, and, you know, there again, thankfully we do have a place that like this spring I, I kept, I, I was able to keep them up. I could see when they were, you know, getting real close and I would put them in a pen in the barn. I've got a shoot right there. I've got all my stuff. And funny enough, I've got a deer camera that we took out of the woods and put in front of the cows so we could at least see some pictures. You know, we, I would, we would wake up three or four times a night just to check on them, um, you know, every couple hours. And, uh, you know, thankfully I did that, you know, and was able to do that because the one with the leg hung, you know, I was able to get out there and help and, and get the calf on the ground. The calf's running around out here healthy as can be. And there, and I told my wife one that morning, it was like, 
think we pulled it at like four o'clock that morning. And I told her, I said, you know, as tired as I am, there is no better feeling in the world than helping this situation and having the outcome of watching that calf run around out there. I mean, it's just, it's a great feeling. You know, obviously it's not a very good feeling when it goes the other way and it does go the other way at times, but you know, there's, there's, and if you can't just, just like you said, Jared, if you can't get them up and, or you don't have anywhere to really keep them, just, just keep a really good eye on them. I mean, like you said, nine times out of 10, there's no trouble, but every once in a while you're going to have a little bit of trouble. Yeah. And like, like you said, keep an eye on them is a big thing. A lot of times looking back on my bad experiences with Kevin is usually when something has happened and I obviously with everybody, you get busy, you know, at work or whatever, say that cow started calving at eight o'clock in the morning or something, you know, when I'm at work and don't check on them till five o'clock that evening. Well, if problem was bad, bad's problem when I get there, you know what I'm saying? Bad, also, bad is worse. <laughs> bad is worse. Uh, so keep an eye on them is definitely like, kind of like with your deal, you know, you were able to, you know, ha- be able to check on them in the middle of the night or however you got your setup there and, and I would intervene before it become even more of a problem. Uh, so time is, is the essence sometimes, uh, you know, kind of a rule of thumb. Some people use is if there's no progress within an hour of, you know, not say when they first start, but you know, if there's no progress for an hour, usually it means it's time to maybe look at getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to, I used to do every 15, you know, I wanted to see some progress every 15 to 20 minutes, but I've, I've switched that, uh, last year to 45 ish minutes to an hour because I realized myself and and it was partly because I didn't, you know, we hadn't had a ton of heifers partly because that can take a little while, you know, that process can take a little bit. So I've switched my up to where I check them, you know, during the day, I may go a little longer. And, and you may, you know, there's people out there that cannot check their cows all day, every day. And I get it. And, and, you know, you've got work, you got to work and, you know, and everything. So just, just as long as you get you a, get a program that works for you, it doesn't have to work for everybody else. If it works for you, then do it. Um, you know, what I do may not work for Jared and vice versa, but, but it works for me and it's been working. So until it doesn't work, I'm I'm just going to try to keep keep on keeping on i guess <laughs> yeah well, that's that's the that's the name of the game is keep on keeping on yep and having those babies the um well this has been a little bit of a different episode um but it's been a good episode i think it it's one that you know we have plenty of guests that we still could have on but i really thought it was important and i know you did too having a conversation like this just between us and and you know, talking about Kevin, because it's such a, like I said earlier, such a stressful thing. Yeah. I, uh, I was looking forward to it after seeing, you know, so many people talking about Kevin, I kind of thought this would be good to, too, as far as, you know, some folks being able to, uh, especially new breeders, we get questions on that stuff. And this is kind of, you know, there's obviously better experts out there to talk to when it comes to, to Kevin and doing different things. But, uh, Maybe this will give you some ideas for those that are are looking for ideas and just kind of I enjoyed having a conversation about it. Yeah, me too. Uh it's been a it's been a really good conversation and, and hopefully it sparks some conversation on, on Facebook when you know people see this episode come out. 
by all means, if you've got a different way of doing things, or, you know, if, if you've got other ideas that you think are important for people to know, shoot, comment on, comment on those. That That's what that Facebook's there for. We want to, we want to get as much conversation going as we can. Um, just because we've got so, there's so many people in so many different parts of the world. Like we said earlier, what, what may work for us may not work for everybody. So always, always doesn't matter what episode, when it is, put your comments on that Facebook post and, um, you know, let us know what you think of the episode. You know, if, if you think we're dead wrong, tell us, I mean, we'll, you know, we love to conversate and, uh, and you know, we'll, well, we always, if, if they think we're wrong, come on here and have a conversation about it. <laughs> I just give us another episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're always looking for, for folks with different opinions, you know, uh, so yeah, if, there's absolutely. Some, if there's a, if there's a topic people want to come on and talk about, I mean, this is like we said from the very beginning, this is open to the public. You know, there's no, you know, it's whatever people want to talk about as long as we can keep it civilized and, that's right. and, uh, be for the better good for the whole breed, you know, and, and cattle, cattle folks that is, uh, uh, we're welcome to anybody coming on and talking. So reach out to us and, and uh, we'll get we'll get on here and talk about something. Yeah, surely all everyone on here has figured out by now that Jared and I love to talk about cows. So any 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 time we have the chance, we're going to do it. Yeah, my wife tells me all the time. She asks me, "Do you ever get tired of talking about cows?" Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you do it at work and do it at home, and well, it's, and it's and a do passion. it over here too. Yeah, yeah, it's a passion. You know, it's <laughs> it's a passion, and and just like this podcast, I mean. I enjoy every minute of us doing this podcast. It gets challenging from time to time, just like here recently trying to find, you know, a time for us to get together and do it. It gets kind of, you know, close on time sometimes, but we make it work out, but it, it's a, it's fun for me. And I know you said it was fun for you. It's just enjoyable. And, and we hope everybody else is enjoying it. Like we are. Yeah, sure thing. But, um, well, that's all the time we've got tonight. But like I say, if you've got any opinions, uh, especially on this episode tips anything at all don't don't hesitate to let us know send us a message put us a comment we'll always comment and message back so um but jared all right. see you on the next episode buddy sounds good see you. well we want to thank everybody for listening to the beef master banner podcast uh please know that we are on apple podcast spotify and we are on youtube just search beef master banner Please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We love hearing from you, um, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.